Hi, my name is John Christen, and this is Out of Bounds, Daily Bruins Sports Podcast. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Out of Bounds. We have a big episode planned for everyone today. Um, special edition, special summer edition. Again, my name is John. I'm a sports senior staff writer here with the Daily Bruin, and I'm joined by Sam Settleman, the new sports editor. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm coming recording live from Sweden, um, and I'm excited to talk about this big topic we got today. Ryan never stops for Sam, but enough hinting around, enough beating around the bush. Time for a big topic. UCLA is joining the Big Ten in 2024. Uh, the shocker of the news came out uh, at the end of June. Um, we were just now getting around to talking about it because it still hasn't really set in for me yet. But yeah, as I mentioned, on June 30th, it was reported and then confirmed that UCLA, USC were going to move to the Big Ten in 2024. Um, just before we get into any analysis or anything like that, Sam, I want to know, what, were your, what was your initial reaction to this um, shocker of the news? Yeah, I mean, you know, John, I was driving when this all went down, so I saw the notification, um, briefly saw it, and I thought this can't be possible, really. Um, and then I read it afterwards, and throughout the day, the news started coming in, and it seemed like it was it was going to happen. Um, but obviously, surprise, shock was the only logical reaction to something like this, because there were no rumors about this beforehand. There was no indication that UCLA was on the move, um, especially to the Big Ten. Um, and I mean, just thinking about it, just right off the bat, the first thing that came to mind is I think about the Big Ten, I think about Michigan, Ohio State, I think about snow football games. Um, you think about the Pac-12, you think about 100-degree football games at the Rose Bowl. So certainly a different atmosphere and certainly not what you would think to be a conventional conference shift, but it is real. Um, and yeah, I don't know, what was your first reaction? Yeah, uh, well, I have Twitter notifications on for John Woner, the San Jose Mercury News reporter on the Pac-12, and he tweeted something like, sources say UCLA, USC um, is a, on the verge of joining the Big Ten in 2024. And I think he tweeted something earlier in the day, like some news is going to shock people or like um, the world is about to change or something. I, I didn't know what, what that meant. And then I saw that and it didn't really set in. I sent it to a few people and it was just like, oh, this is interesting. And then like probably like 10 minutes later, I was like, this is real. This is like actually happening. This is um, huge news. So we got started on a story and all that. But yeah, as you said, this came out of nowhere. No one had been talking about this. If you had told me the day before that this was going to happen, I would not have believed that person. I would have thought they were a lunatic because, again, this just doesn't make any logical sense um, just on the surface. The Big Ten is, like you said, Michigan, Ohio State, those types of schools. Um, Midwest, Pac-12 is Pacific Ocean right perfect for ucla one of the oldest conferences and not anymore but yeah just shock shock is the overwhelming feeling from this move it still hasn't really set in um yeah yeah i mean it truly came out of nowhere for all of us i know and for most people around the country for sure and any ucla fans um but that being said for from a ucla ucla athletic standpoint it certainly didn't come out of nowhere for them um there was some consideration put into this beforehand so you just give us some background on why this move was made from a UCLA standpoint. UCLA did a really good job of keeping this quiet. Is uh, one of the main takeaways from all of this. They're really acting in secrecy. No one had reported it until the day of, because the day it got reported, the day it got officially announced. And in that official announcement, um, a letter from uh, UCLA Chancellor Gene Block and Athletic Director Martin Jarman. They used a lot of uh, big words to describe this move. 
um, saying it was necessary to support their student-athletes. Um, it helps maintain UCLA and its tradition, yada, yada, yada. Um, to me, that's just a lot of buzzwords. If you read read through the lines, read between the lines, um, you can tell this move was made with money as like the only sole consideration. Um, UCLA Athletics is over $100 million in debt that's accumulated over the last three years. Um, this has been reported on from the LA Times, specifically Ben Bolch, um, that the pandemic hit them hard. They're losing money um, and they're on the verge of, you know, losing a lot more money and they needed some change now. Um, and the change to the Big Ten certainly represents um, a lot more money for UCLA. Big Ten is going to sign a new media rights deal in the near future that's probably going to exceed a, a billion dollars a year which means UCLA is going to get anywhere from 60 to $100 million a year in that, um, by comparison, the Pac-12 in 2019-2020 um, distributed only $33 million to its member schools. So that's over double even by like the most conservative estimations. And it's probably going to be closer to triple when it's all said and done. And UCLA can use that money, solve its debt in just a matter of years, and really work on using that money elsewhere. But yeah, I, I said money a bunch, but that, that is why this move was made. There's no if or and or buts about it. Yeah, you said it. I mean, you said they made this decision because they couldn't afford not to, literally. Um, I mean, Jarman has been on record saying that small sports at UCLA, you know, the non-revenue sports were on the verge of being cut if not, if this move wasn't made and UCLA stayed in the Pac-12 for the foreseeable future. Um I mean, because at that level of debt that you're accruing over $100 million in debt over the past three years, um, it's impossible to invest in those sports beyond men's basketball and football, the sports that don't make money. Um, but it's also becoming harder and harder to even maintain those sports at all. Um, and obviously this move was made primarily with the revenue sports in mind. Um, but I'm sure if they hadn't made this move, it was going to have a huge effect on the non-revenue sports as well. Um, and you look at a school like pro- uh, a program like Stanford, um, who's had to think about cutting sports in the past couple of years, um, and it's happened across the country too. Um, so really this was UCLA's golden ticket to get out of a mountain of debt that they've accrued in the past couple of years, um, and they really had no other choice. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's important to note here is that they, there is precedent for uh, conference realignment with Texas, Oklahoma, leaving the uh, pa- uh, Big 12 to join the SEC. Um, so you could kind of tell maybe it was going this way and UCLA wanted to get out in front of it and uh, – it certainly helped that they got a huge check from it as well. Um, but yeah, Sam, you mentioned that this move was definitely made with football and men's basketball in mind. If you look at the reporting, it's basically all about college football and what this means for college football. But what do you think it means for the other 19 varsity sports at UCLA? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing you have to think about is travel, right? I mean, you look at a school or a program like football that um, travels once a week. Um, that's not a huge commitment in terms of traveling. Um, and I mean, when you look at the Pac-12 geographically, the furthest Pac-12 school aside, um, well, the furthest Pac-12 school from UCLA is 960 miles away. Um, and then you look at the Big Ten in a couple of years, um, and the closest school aside from USC is going to be 1,300 miles away. Um, so it's a huge difference geographically, and it's going to add a lot of time and money to travel. Um, and when you think about sports like soccer, women's basketball, um, whatever they may be that have to travel multiple times a week for those conference schedules, um, that's going to add up in a big way, not only in terms of money for the for the program as a whole, but also in terms of time spent for those student-athletes. Um, and the program has talked about um, efficient transportation methods and the hybrid learning models, but the key to remember 
here is that, I mean, these, these athletes are student athletes first and foremost. Um, and the student is just as important. Um, and so we can talk about hybrid learning models and how they can learn online and how they can learn on the road. But this travel is going to have um, undoubtedly a huge impact on a lot of those student athletes that have to make regular cross-country trips now. Um, but even beyond that, um, considering the fact that the competition is a lot different in the Big Ten, um, a lot of in a lot of sports it is comparable. You look at football, um, Big Ten is obviously strong in football. Men's basketball, the same goes for that. Um, but you look at teams like women's soccer and softball who go from some of the top conferences in the con- in the country. I mean, Pac-12 is top-notch in both of those sports. Um, and those programs, have, those UCLA programs, have had great success in those conferences in past years. You know, they're moving to relatively mediocre conferences that don't really provide the same level as competition. So not just travel, but also competition. It's going to have a huge impact on those 19 non-revenue sports at UCLA. Yeah, Sam, you, you talked about football, but men's basketball is interesting. I think the debate between Big Big Ten, Pac-12, what's better? Um, a lot of people would just say Big Ten, just since you look at all their uh, tournament bids and, and all of that, how many teams they routinely get in the NCAA tournament. But I, I don't think, I think Pac-12 is probably better. But that that's neither here nor there. Um, you talk about the road trips, the travel, the geography of all of this. I think when it first happened, part of me was thinking, well, the Big Ten isn't done. They're going to add... Uh, Oregon and Washington or Stanford and Cal and get more West Coast schools so they can have true East-West regions um, to cut down on that travel. So UCLA could just travel up to Oregon and that will be a count as a Big Ten conference game so they don't have to make trips to Maryland and Rutgers and Illinois um, just for conference games, especially for these smaller sports that have to play a lot more games than the 12 football games um, that that team has to. Um, but then it comes out that the Big Ten doesn't want to expand. They don't want to dilute their money any more than they have to so they're going to stay at the 16 teams they have now um which you know that that's reporting that may not be true they could just be saying that and they're going to add notre dame and oregon or something but for right now that's what it is and the current west region of the big 10 is illinois iowa minnesota nebraska northwestern purdue and wisconsin um now now with ucla and usc joining they probably cut one of those and move them to the east so like uh, maybe Northwestern or Purdue, those are pretty far east. Um, but the rest of those, that's going to be who UCLA t- plays every year, is that that's the Big Ten West. And that is not nearly like close enough ge- ge- geographically um, to make any load of sense whatsoever. So it's going to be a lot of travel. Um, and maybe in the future they expand the West Coast and they actually make true East-West divisions. But uh, it'll be interesting what these creative solutions are that ucla is mentioning besides hybrid learning because travel can only be so efficient it's still going to be three four hours in the air um, when they should be going to class stuff like that so it'll be interesting to see what comes from this and how specific ucla gets regarding these travel circumstances and how they can help student athletes actually learn and not just make them take hybrid classes and all that um yeah exactly um obviously still a lot to be figured out in the coming years as this actually goes into action. Um, but if we zoom out for now and kind of look at this in the big picture sense, you think about UCLA and USC as two of the most prominent teams in the Pac-12. Um, so with them out of the picture and more rumors about other teams on the move now, um, what does this mean for the future of the Pac-12 and really the collegiate athletics landscape as a whole? Before we recorded, I did a deep dive on this. I, obviously, I've paid attention, but I really did just like look at a bunch of stuff and it really changes Um depending on the source of who's leaking what, um, what media source is doing what. Um, as it stands, 
right now the Pac-12 is in current negotiation period with their previous media rights sponsor, um, so ESPN and Fox. That's going to end on August 4th. Um, so it's probably not going to be anything before then in terms of like conf- uh, teams leaving, them adding teams. Um, there was a report that all the major outlets broke a few days ago that they were in talks with the Big 12 about all sorts of ideas. A scheduling alliance, a uh, full-on merger was an idea that was uh, brought up in this reportedly. And apparently those talks ended with no solution in mind. And it doesn't sound like any kind of a merger or anything is happening with the Big 12. It seems like both conferences are think they have more leverage and they probably do in that since they're both pretty vulnerable to losing some teams. But it sounds like the financials didn't work out on that. So it's not going to be a merger um, in the near future. But if August 4th comes and some of the smaller Pac-12 teams aren't happy with the financials there, they could look to join the Big 12. So that's going to be an interesting day to see what happens because you look at schools like Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah have been um, – Big 12 has had their sights on them. So if they don't like the financials, maybe they try to move out ahead of the – uh, of the new media rights deal. So it all kind of hinges on that uh, media rights deal. But so far, again, all the reporting has said the PAC 12 schools that are currently in the PAC 12 um, want to stay there. And you look at teams like Oregon and Washington are really two high value schools in this scenario. If they want to stay in the PAC 12, that's huge. It doesn't seem like the big 10 wants them. It doesn't seem like the ACC SEC makes sense for them. So if they want to stay in the Pac-12, that is huge because they both generate over a million viewers a game consistently. Um, And they're just, you get the Seattle market, um, Pacific Northwest market, that's pretty big. So that's not something that's not insignificant whatsoever. Um, And then if they really do think they're in a position of strength, they could look to expand. Um, There's been talks that they might want to poach a few Big 12 teams. I don't think that's true. I don't think adding like Oklahoma State or Texas Tech makes any sense. But what does make sense is maybe adding looking south, adding San Diego State. I think that one makes a lot of sense. They're a huge school. They already have a great athletic department. You put a Power 5 label on them, they're going to get even better. Um, And then from there, you can look to other Mountain West schools like Fresno State, Boise State. Um, I really like the idea of UNLV because it's obviously the Las Vegas market. Um, They have good facilities. They're just kind of like a sleeping giant right now in men's basketball and football. So I think that could definitely be interesting. Um, But obviously, these are... These talks are all years away, months away, and all of that. I don't think anything's going to happen in the near future. Um, just wait and see what happens because the college football, college sports landscape are not the same as they were a month ago, and it's never going to go back to that. Um, that's one thing important to keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, you hinted at it. This this move of you saying USC going to the Big Ten is just the beginning of what likely will be a huge chain of changes in the conference landscape for college athletics. Um, and it might not be tomorrow, it might not be in a week, but it's certainly going to happen at some point. Um, but I mean, just in general, it's crazy to think about how much the landscape has changed over the last year. Um, I mean, you think about, about a year ago at this time last year, um, name, image, and likeness was being introduced, um, and those laws were changing. Um, and you think about the impact that that's had in just a year on everything and recruiting and all that. Um, so yeah, now as the conferences start to shift as well. I think there will be a lot more changes in the coming in the coming months and years, so it'll be interesting to watch. And that's a little disappointing, putting on my fan hat. Um, obviously, we we grew up, or I know I did, as a Pac-12 fan um, growing up in Oregon. I just 
always watch Pac-12. They're my local team. So it kind of is disappointing to see all this. Um, I know just fans are thrilled with this because they want to keep it the way it was because it was cool having the Pac-12, one of the oldest conferences, be as strong as it was. But we're now in the future and the future is a scary place sometimes. And here we are. But that is going to wrap us up for our quick little summer edition of this episode of Out of Balance. I want to thank Sam for coming on with me all the way from Sweden. Um, I want to thank Kyle for producing this podcast. He's been a big help in all of this. Um, yeah, big, big news, big episodes on the way as well. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Out of Bounce is brought to you by D- The Daily Bruin, UCLA student newspaper. You can listen to this show and others by The Daily Bruin on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And a transcript for this show is always available at dailybruin.com. Thanks everyone. Mm-hmm.